As a performer, your body is there. Hi, I'm Mad Kate, and you're listening to Sweat, Sexuality, Work, Extraction, Art, Theatrics. Sweat is a series of conversations about performance and performativity of the sexual and sexualized body at work, where work is defined as the labor of survival, the labor of care, creativity, and capital A, art. How exactly do we define our work? And how does that work entangle and circumscribe our sexual identities, our creative lives, and the ways in which we provide care? How do we perform tasks, acts of care, and identities? Anchored in our always already sexualized and racialized bodies, our complex intersectionalities, these conversations are about how we relate to our work and to each other through performance of work and creativity. I hope that they contribute to dialogues which normalize sex work as work and all work as deserving of respect, healthy conditions, and a living wage. El tempo, diceva Aristotele, lo scopo del lavoro è quello di guadagnare tempo libero. Non abbiamo tempo e quindi siamo tutti poveri. Today's show features a conversation that my collaborator Adrian Teicher and I had with artist Donato Laborante in the context of our ongoing project about cultures of extraction and the artistic practices. We are also joined by Federica Dowley, who is translating for us. There is a very strong division within ourselves of dividing the physical body and the mind. And we constantly keep them apart. We keep apart the rational thinking of the mind from what are the profound needs of the body. We should work, we should make money, we should produce. But then the body is deeply screaming, I need to go to the sea, I need to rest. Adrian and I met Donato in 2015 when we first toured the Mergia region of Italy, about an hour inland from Bari. We played many small venues and met all of the incredible artists that Donato seemed to already know across the region. As well as being a curator, Donato is a poet, actor, performer, and storyteller who galvanizes the artistic scene to create happenings and to move people to take political action in their everyday. He's particularly interested in restoring and renovating ancient spaces for use in cultural events and practices. Art cannot be contemporary. Art is eternal. What is contemporary is the space where the art is shown. After our initial visit, Adrian and I returned again several times to the region because we were fascinated by the role of stone in the area and had met several artists who utilized stone to make musical instruments, most notably artist Vito Mayulari. During one of our visits, we made a journey into a marble quarry in Apricena, and we were joined by several artists who spontaneously began making percussive sounds on the wall of the quarry. It was in this moment that our interest was sparked in the idea of extraction as meta-signifier, including the extraction of creative labor from precarious bodies, minerals, gas, and water from the ground, sounds, words, and images from sentient beings, the consensual or non-consensual extraction of digital content, and the mining of the exotic from our very identities. 
Sì, andiamo ad, a Picena per il tour Lasciatemi Sciogliere Tour e poi andiamo a visitare le cave di Apicena e giù nelle cave facciamo un, un concerto con le pietre. Sì, bellissimo. Esattamente, sì. Ti ricordo tutte le esperienze che hai avuto. From this project, Kate and I became very interested in the idea about extraction because we were in the mine. This is a place where the marble was extracted from the earth and we were making art in this context and it was a very beautiful experience, but it also made us think about the politics, the ontology of what it is to take from others, humans, non-human animals, non-sentient beings, rocks, etc., when creating art, so taking from, from others, what it means and what, what, what the consequences are for the way we make art and uh, the way that we think about collaboration. Ti ringrazio e intanto sono emozionatissimo perché Allora la traduco. Okay, Donato is extremely happy that you decided to call him for this um, concerning this topic that you are um, exploring because it's a great coincidence that exactly at this time of the year, um, in the place where he's living, they are organizing a festival, uh, which in dialect is called uh, La Mescave, but uh, literally in Italian would mean to dig. Dig, dig in, dig in the earth, and it's is an archeo- is, is a festival about archaeology, um, um, and the meaning of this festival is to be able to put out, to like to dig from down and to show to the outside what is the history of the land. It, it's a way to to portray the history. It's a way to 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 show that the history is our under our feet. This festival is open to all kind of people, even to kids. Kids are free to dig with their hand under the earth and check what the history is hiding still. Um, so for him, it's, a, it's absolutely a great coincidence that you are um, working on this theme because in a way he's working as well on this theme and this festival. So Donato is the um, direct, artistic director of this festival. For him, it's a very special moment because finally after years, Um, they have um, an international, they finally out there internationally, which means that finally the Ministry of Culture in Italy has presented uh, La Viapia because it's, um, uh, La Viapia is, is the place where, uh, is, the, is, the, is the road, actually starts from Rome, where, where, he, he's, where he stays. Um, that it's finally became part of the UNESCO. So this is an extremely memorable moment because what, 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 is, what is really special is that till now what has been found under the earth digging was, all around, was exposed all around Europe in all different types of museum archaeology. But still now they never had um, the right uh, opportunity to be seen Murcia Catenas as, as a very special place for archaeology because it's also the, the city where for the t- first time the, the Christian community appeared. So there is a very, very long history that somehow till now never had, never had the right space to be seen um, internationally. But so this festival for him is a very, um, is an extremely important moment because it's, it's a turning point for his community and for his city to be seen on an international level. So he's extremely excited to, to start this festival and to start this, this project. 
it's it's beautiful because he was talking the way that he likes to to define the concept of archaeology is something that is very much related with also with the self consciousness because to dig in the earth is somehow the same as dig within yourself so is is a is a process of exploration about the exploration of the land exploration of the history but as well exploration of the self when we were there with you uh we met several artists that were working with stone i left the area with the impression that the stone had a lot of animacy that it was it had a kind of life of its own and i'm curious what you think about that assolutamente la suggestione giusta la canta benissimo italo calvino in un piccolo racconto What uh, Donato was saying that is I absolutely agree with you, Kate. Like, uh, definitely, your suggestion is absolutely right. In fact, he liked he liked to mention Italo Calvino, which is an Italian uh, writer that was in one of his uh, short novels. He explained how the the stones they have a memory. The stones they are made of little drops of water. The the stones they contain humidity. So for that reason, they contain a history. They contain time. Like, for instance, he liked to mention this, uh, this Vito, this artist that is one of the most, uh, cons- uh, his work is one of the most consistent in terms of research of, um, of, of using this material, using the stone. Um, through his work, he created freedom. He gives freedom to the to the stone because, because Donato was saying that the stone, they also carry sound throughout time. As, as much they carry memory. And, and thanks to Vito's work, the stone, they're able to release the, the, this memory, this history of sound. Another beautiful image that he gave me is uh, when, thanks to the stone, you, you build up walls, you build up, uh, yeah, like a separation. So the walls, they can, they, can, um, they can represent a limit, a perimeter, but at the same time, they can also, they can, they can also define the time and the, and the space of a land. So the stone, they have a very different meaning But what is what for him is very very important is that especially they carry a history, they carry a memory, they carry water, and and that's what makes the stone something absolutely special and magical. Also, it gave another image um, that when when a person born he has a he has a feast that is closed, but when a person die the palm is open. So I don't know exactly. I, I need to double check why I gave this expression connected to the stone. So I, I have arrived there. But what? But till now, what, what for him was very important for you to, to to confirm your sensation is that the stone they have a memory, they carry sound, and they are made of drop of water, which is humidity. Donato, mi puoi, mi puoi un po' uh, in che senso ti riferisci a questa idea che quando si nasce si ha il pugno chiuso e quando si muore si ha il palmo aperto? Cioè, in, in relazione alle pietre, in che senso lo dici? Nella cripta dell'angelo che abbiamo qui a Iesi c'è un cassonato molto bello, molto blu. Ah, ho capito adesso. Con questi fiori. Che io li uh, in the crypt of the, of the angel, which is in the area where he's living, Um, there are draw very they are very ancient drawings of uh, lotus flowers. After years that he have seen those lotus flowers, he was really asking himself what's the meaning of this image. 
that then throughout time he realized that he was in, in different crypts, in different uh, caves. So he was constantly observing those lotus flowers and trying to figure out the, the profound meaning of this image. Then he realized also that sometimes in order to understand the profound meaning of something, you need to ask the, put the question out there, but also then be patient enough to receive the question and to be able to be open enough to let the answer of the question come into you. And so after years of waiting somehow, he had the illumination that those flowers, they had the ancient uh, symbol of being a sort of like... Um, Kundalini for the Indian culture or like the aureola, the, you know, the Christian circle that is above the saint. Hey, how you say? Halo. Ah, okay. So basically for him, he realized this, the drawings, which they were above his head, somehow they had the symbol to, to be um, the highest energy, you know, like the Kundalini that is passing through the through the spine up into the head and the same with the halo so it's something that is above you something that is uh, the highest energy the pure highest energy and so those lotus flower in nature what happened to the lotus flower that they open up throughout time so they 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 born close like a fist like a person that born with the fist closed but then throughout time they open up they open up as a flower and the same is with the person that born with the fist closed and then die with the fist open. And the same happened for this flower. It born closed and it dies open. So it's, it's a very uh, precious and higher symbol of like um, highest energy, something that uh, resume and close the, the power of life. Um, that was his uh, personal uh, interpretation of this figure that he saw in several crypts and uh, caves. And, there are, and those are very, very ancient uh, drawings. Yeah, I, I'm wondering, I, 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 I see Donato as somebody who is very sensitive to different kinds of energies that exist in the environment around us and also sensitive to different kinds of intelligence that exist in the world around us. In particular, he talked about the memory that is inherent in inside stones. I'm wondering if he thinks, if there is a gulf that separates human intelligence, human memory, human activity from that of, for example, animal intelligence, animal memory, or the memory of something like a stone. Assolutamente sì. Allora, sempre in questa chiesetta, in, in questa chiesa rupestre di, di Iece, c'è un angelo orante. Se vi ricordate, intanto, mentre parlavate, mentre facevi la traduzione, vorrei dire che quella immagine della goccia d'acqua, io l'ho vista benissimo negli Enaz, quando vennero qui. Donato was, um, was recalling very um, when you both came to perform there. Um, for him, your, your performance, your dance, was, uh, was, um, was a perfect way to portray the motus of the drop of water. You were dancing drop of water for him. Your, your performance was something circular, Gave, gave him a strong sense of eternal circularity, the eternal modus of the earth. Every gesture that you were creating in your dance was something 
um, that didn't have a beginning or didn't have an end, but was a constant modus, a modus of circle, a modus that was perfectly portrayed, eternal modus of planet Earth, uh, something perpetuous, something constant. For him, he was recalling, for instance, also when he was a child and he, he was at the beginning going to school and the teacher was explaining him how uh, on the ground there is an earth and up there is a sky. And for the first time he was drawing those two horizontal lines, one that was portraying the earth and one above that was uh, portraying the, the sky. And then he realized in that moment that the perfect harmony of a human being is exactly in the middle of the of these two horizontal lines, in the middle of the sky and in the middle of the earth. And when you lie down on the ground and your spine is touching the ground and you are able to see the sky, that, that's the perfect moment of harmony with the land or harmony with the planet because you are feeling the ground, you're feeling the earth, but you're observing the sky. And that's what for him is the memory of a space. That's what for him is the, is the deepest connection with Mother Earth. Mm, that's very beautiful. I think what's also so beautiful to hear in that is that um, I think many, many people can identify and it's so simple. You know, it, it doesn't take anything fancy. It's it's more about receiving and being in touch, I think, to, to feel that. It's funny. I also felt that as a child. I also was drawing these uh, lines, this, rep this repetitive forms that I think do come up for a lot of people when you kind of let yourself, uh, you know, be open to them. I take from, from Donato's story about lying on the ground that a fundamental state that the, the, he describes a kind of a state of contemplation. And it reminds me about hearing about the parasympathetic nervous system that we have. Like the human beings have two different nervous systems, the parasympathetic and the sympathetic. And this parasympathetic nervous system is the one that governs more kind of states like rest, moments where, of meditation or moments where we are kind of observing without kind of necessarily trying to do any, anything in particular. Yeah, and I think that having the way that he describes the situation, I think that I'm starting to understand that the human being is comprised of an intelligence that, that matches the kind of stone memory that he was describing earlier in the form of the parasympathetic system. Uh, and yet we also have this other sympathetic, this other nervous system called the sympathetic nervous system, which is the one that makes us want to do a lot and act and create and destroy. And I, su I suppose I wonder, is there a way for this these things which just define the human? Insofar as um, we, 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 we spent time with, with Donato's friend and he he destroyed, he, he, was, he broke a stone into two parts so that we could experience the sound and, and the, um, the essence we were able to, he, he allowed us to taste the stone so we could actually taste time, which was a very profound experience. Is this, this act of creation and destruction that human beings seem drawn to, is it necessarily always, to put it very simply, a bad thing? Is there a way that it can come in harmony the, with the world around us? Uh, sicuramente il giorno che legheremo, uniremo il bene e il male, diventeremo taoisti e quindi troveremo una pace interna. 
visualismo eh, non sarà e, più conflitto perché come diceva Donato was saying a better life to, to find a sort of harmony uh, we should work on um, breaking down the concept of dualism when we finally when we finally going to be able to connect the good and the bad and fuse them together in a con- in, in a concept of t- like like the concept of taoism we definitely going to be able to live a better life he, he quote oscar wilde um, wild when he said that uh, on yourself you can arm yourself by yourself even more than what 100 people could do against you What he's trying to say with that is that sometimes there is a very strong division within ourselves of dividing the physical body and the mind, and we constantly keep them apart. We keep apart the rational thinking of the mind from what are the profound needs of the body. And this, and this attitude of separating instead of uh, connecting is actually profoundly harming the body is what is creating diseases because sometimes we think like we should work we should make money we should produce but then the body is deeply screaming i need uh i need to go to the sea i need to rest but then we don't give this time to the body we don't listen to the body and that and this attitude through time really could even potentially make the body heal and um Uh, he again described, like in the script, there is another drawing of uh, Michele Arcangelo. The, Arcan- the Arcangelo Michele, in his hand, he has fire. Um, the fire, it's also the representation of time. So in this time, and he said this because for him, the only way to finally learn to connect instead of divide is just the time. So what you're, so the answer to your question, Andrew, is that. Um, It's absolutely healthy to think that in something good there is something bad and the opposite. So we can't, this, this process of separation is something that is intellectual, but it doesn't belong to the reality. The reality is fusing the bad and the good. And, and the process of fusing is just given by the time. Yeah, I, t- I totally agree. I think that what, what um, Donato has described is very subversive because our, our relation to time is one of the ways in which social control and is manifested. And I think about the presence of clocks all the time around me. They're they are like both technical apparatuses, but they're also kind of ideological apparatuses too, reminding us that we have a work day, that we need to achieve things and that we need to be synchronized with one another in our labor. So I think that, yeah, absolutely, that's giving giving changing your relationship to time is subverting this whole system. Sì, eh, il tempo, diceva uh, Aristotle. So, from what, what is essential, of course, is to be able to have the time to, um, to, to feel, to observe the space, to let the space come into you. What is essential for him is give the, the main importance to the, to the space, to the surrounding. So, so the external place could be the main inspiration of a production, the main, um, the main uh, starting point of uh, artistic creation. And um, for him, what is, um, he, he said something that I believe is a very beautiful concept. He, he, he said that already Egon Schiele, he, he defined art 
he, he, he deconstructs the concept of contemporary art. He says that art cannot be contemporary. Art is, uh, is eternal. What is contemporary is the space where the art is uh, shown. So art cannot be contemporary because art is beyond time. It has to be eternal in order to be art. It's just a space that can adapt to the contemporary time and can be molded and can be transformed to, to host the eternal art. Thank you so much for that. It seems when I listen to Donato that you have a very healthy relationship to time and also to rest and to the body. And I look at it as a kind of, somehow a kind of ideal. But I'm curious, nevertheless, if you ever find yourself struggling in relation to, maybe to time, but also to to work in the way in which sometimes like the the reality of life of working or of survival um <clears throat> depletes you or that you uh aren't able to find the balance that you need and um whether you feel somehow exploited from either by others or by yourself by the way in which you work see Well, let us imagine. The first quote that I'd like to, men, to mention to answer your, your question, Kate, is a sentence from Pessoa that says, um, the life is, is a experimental journey, experimental travel. But so for Donato, it's always, it's, there, there is no like um, a fixed rule, there is no a fixed habit to do how to uh, experience the time and the rest. It's something that you experiment and live every day in a different way. It's like when you, life somehow is like sculpting, sculpting stone. So every time you sculpt stone, you also need to be able to close your eyes. Otherwise, um, the, 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 the small parts of the stone, they will destroy your eyes. So you know, there is this constant balance of activity and rest, activity and rest that you need to, you need to learn throughout time, throughout this experience that is the life itself to, to balance. Um, there were moments in his life in which he felt highly unbalanced, that he didn't have a real healthy relation with the time and the rest. But then he also told me that it's something that every day is learning and relearning. He also gave this other image that I found very beautiful. Like he said that yesterday he was walking uh, up on a hill and he, saw, and he saw that there was this very big tree full of, full of uh, fruits that they were ready to be taken. And he also, and he took a picture of this tree because it was extremely beautiful. And in that moment, he realized that this tree was somehow asking the time, um, uh, the time for uh, the time of a of a person to go there and take those fruits. Um, so the work, the work of a person requires time, uh, and and because of that, is something special that has to be um, has to be considered. But at the same time, he said that if uh, this tree would not have had the time of a person to go and take in this fruit, this fruit, they would have fallen on the floor and they would have been eaten by animals. And that's also fine, because in any case, that's also the process of life. So with that, he wants to say that um, work is related with time and 
and it's important because of that but sometimes we are unable to to give ourselves that time because we can't because we are tired because we cannot and that's also fine so it's it's always matter of realizing this balance and learning every day through this experimental journey that life is thank you for that that's really that's really uh an important way to think about our, ourselves and, and our relation to labor it's it's like as machines we always have to pass through these different kinds of zero states uh in order to to then to do something again to make something to move our, our bodies we also need these zero states and we can choose to make them through rest or or if we keep pushing really hard then i think these zero states come are forced on us in the form of illness burnout and stuff like this so yeah i i i really i really value this paradigm very much i i thought kate i might move on to to ask maybe maybe it's something of a of a 90 degree turn or something but um how does gender interplay with with your work donato and also how does does race uh, feature in in your work as an artist do you feel that you are read in a certain way as a a raced or a gendered body um when you act as an artist la prima volta che scrissi di essere un poeta l'ofrici donato was recalling the time in which for the first time defined himself a poet this happened in a in a magazine an art magazine back then and i also remember that in that time also they were defining poets and artists such per paolo pasolini they were defining him or they were mainly talking about the fact that he was homosexual or also he was um, um, talking about Rimbaud as well. He was defining as homosexual person and also as a person who was using drugs. And he always found himself very much annoyed by those definitions because he, he realized how in that time or still now we're so much busy to define someone to categorize a certain human being in, in, in a certain box and then we are not giving enough time to talk about what is the essential of this person, the the creative the creative work of like or the inner side of the of the person. But we rather spend time in defining or categorizing the person. Define someone is really killing someone, is killing the nuances, the possibility of being of being of being fluid of being non-definable you really like to to don't to don't invest this time in categorizing people and himself as first he remembered that back then in this interview in this and this uh, in this magazine where he defined himself uh, as a poet they were he, he also answered to a question and he defined himself as heterosexual that used to that loves and like women but at the same time now thinking about that time and that past he really believes that he could have avoid to to say that because he was not the essential point of what he wanted to say about his work and himself but he was just limiting a higher conversation that could have happened instead. He, he believes that we are all sons of a higher collective and conscious reality that is way beyond and way 
far away from those uh, sterile definition. Also, something that he's trying to, to, to continue in his practice is to take out the toxic out of the, of the power of the words. So he's really trying to use less the words I and, uh, and um, I have this fault, but he's, tra- he's more learning to talk generic without saying all the time, I do, I think, I, but it's more trying to talk in a more collective and, and social way. Something also that he, that he says, uh, recalling your, your, your time back there, was the beauty of your circular, uh, of your circular performance, this constant sense of circularity that, that your work gave him. And, and this also, this circularity highlight in a very powerful and strong way, the power of dance, the power of um, using the energy of the body uh, to dance, to move the space, to create this uh, eternal, eternal uh, models of circle. For him, more than gender, he really tried throughout the time to give the time to the body, to give the time to have his body healthy, to give the time to stay strong, um, and to give the time to the body to eat good, to 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 take care of this of this machine, to take to pay, to take care of this physical body. Uh, unfortunately, he was saying that uh, in the last few years he got a bit sick. So for the first time in his life, he's taking medication, and also his body transformed. He became uh, fatter. He got belly. So and he's a bit struggling with that because it's really the first time that his body is not responding responding in the same way as before. So he's also now dealing with um, a transformation of his physical body. Thanks for sharing about um, the struggle with your health. And I really wish you um, how to say, because you've been speaking about this balance. So I guess it's about learning to live with this transformation and in new ways and that a lot of good wishes for this. Donato would like to finish this conversation with, with a very profound thoughts that he had and he would like to share it with you. So the other day he spent time with Barbara Moroyo, and it's this woman that she she works in this you know Montessori method school, working with very difficult kids, kids that they have all different diseases that or like psychological or physical um, and that they are and very often those kids they even the parents of those kids they have time they they don't have the ability or capability to understand them share time with them in the right way and and this woman really learned to um, to work with them and interact with them in in a in individual and personal way with each of them, especially Donato noticed one of these kids that uh, liked to spend time just playing the belts all the time, all day long. And, and, and Donato was like saying, I don't think it's something bad. I'm like, why is something bad? It's something that makes him feel good. So I don't see why it seems like something bad. And um, so the question, the, the, the question and the thoughts that, came out out of this uh, day with this woman is like, why born kids that are difficult? And the answer that he gave to himself is like, because is because those kids, they teach you to become time. Because in order to take care of a down kids with the syndrome of down or an autistic kid or, autist, or a kid with any 
other type of problem, you need to become time. You need to learn to invest the time. But is and and to, you need to learn to create another type of dialogue with these kids. And these, it's also in this in this you just learn if you give yourself the time to be. And and also. Um, like Sant'Agostino was saying, like you need to fall in love with what you do so that what you do is not anymore a job, but it is also something that enlightens you, something that gives you pleasure and happiness. So you would like to finish this conversation saying that those kids are special because they really teach you to become time. And becoming time is something essential in our, should be essential in our life. And he feels very happy that in this moment of his life, he's able to feel the sky and see the sky like a kid because he thinks that the sky likes to be seen and watched all day long. So he feels grateful also that through this festival, he's digging and in the land, but also in himself. Grazie, Donato. You just heard from poet, storyteller, and artistic organizer Donato Laborante in conversation with myself and my collaborator Adrian Teicher in the context of our project on cultures of extraction and artistic practices. We're joined by artist Federica Dowry, who helped us with translation. More information about Donato, the Hyenas Extraction Project, and Federica can all be found in the show notes. I'm Mad Kate, and you've been listening to Sweat, a series of conversations about performance and performativity of the sexual and sexualized body in work. The theme music was composed by me and features the voice of performer and actress Lori Baldwin. Sweat airs every second Tuesday of the month at 13 hours Central European time on Collaboradio, Free Radios Berlin, Brandenburg broadcasting on 88.4 FM in Berlin, 90.7 FM in Potsdam, and streaming online at fr-bb.org. Afterwards, it's available for streaming from your podcast app. Thanks so much, and until next time.